0: Heroes. Highlights and hardships. With Triple M's Rush Hour. Welcome back to the Rush Hour. It's a three H's podcast, a hero, a highlight and a hardship. And boys, and we troll through our little black books and find some mates of ours that have been out there doing some great stuff. And today it is Robbie Kearns. G'day Robbie, how are you, mate?
1: G'day boys, how are we?
0: Good, Mate, Robbie. We are very well, Robbie. Let's start the ball rolling. Um, grew up in Engadine, went to school at St John Bosco College. Engadine played junior footy for the Engadine Dragons. From then, we of course know your uh, journey and what a wonderful journey it was. Start the ball rolling with us, with your biggest hero on or off the pitch? On or off the pitch?
1: Obviously, uh, I most probably have to say my dad uh, being one, obviously... Um, he was very influential in my, uh, not only uh, my career, but also my upbringing. And uh, I'm, I'm told I'm a decent bloke. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I most probably have to uh, thank him for that. But uh, as a sporting hero, I most probably have to say um, he's most probably clipped Wendell once or twice, but uh, <laughs> Les Davidson. Oh, uh, mate. I'm still. Mate, a, oh, oh
2: I'm still, <laughs> mate. Can I tell you, I get anxiety about that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, mate. He, he's, he scared me. You keep going. Sorry, mate. <laughs>
1: Mate, he. Uh, I used to love him when he was playing at South Sydney when I was a kid, and uh, you know, you know, a few years down the track, uh, I'm down there at the Sharks, and uh, sure enough, the Sharkies signed him up, and I was like a kid in a candy store. So uh, I got to play with him for a few years, and uh, just an absolute gentleman off the field. But uh, across that line, he had a bit of Gordon. Tell us about him. Absolute <laughs> animal, and uh, I just always looked up to him as a player. And uh, just the way he went about life outside of that, being a full family man, very humble. Uh, you'd think he was uh, chalk and cheese from uh, when he was on the field. But uh, yeah, he was my hero growing up. And as I said earlier, most probably my upbringing uh, had to be my dad.
2: Robbie, it's Jude bold. I mean, just on your dad, what were those big moments like, you know, your, your first grade debut at 21 for the Sharks and, and the likes of the Origin debut in 97? In I mean, what, what were those moments telling your dad, you know, you're, you're about to debut?
1: Yeah, as a kid, dude, I was, I was never, I was, I was actually a bit of a uh, spud, actually, in regards to, you know, I'd never make any of the rep teams as a kid, mm. um, and sure enough, I tried out for the under-21s, just, you know, threw my hand up and had a little bit of a crack, and it was one of those uh, one of those days where 200 kids turn up and you t- keep playing through until you uh, get to the end of the day, and uh, sure enough, I was one of the remaining 50-odd, and uh, made me wake from there, so I was never a superstar as a kid, but me, old man, just, Instilled a sort of work ethic in me that mm. I suppose helped me uh, achieve what I what I end up achieving. Um, and Wendell will tell you this year was twice the size of me as a winger. And uh, <laughs> but I was a, I was a front row. I was a very very small front row. I wasn't fast. wasn't big. wasn't strong. But uh, I seemed to get the most out of my body. And it was just I suppose the the uh, obviously values that the old man instilled in me uh, as work ethic. I suppose. You know, courage, toughness, and all mm. those bits and pieces. So yeah, he he had a lot to do with my career. He didn't have to say too much to me if i had a shit game, but um, <laughs> I'd just get one of those stares. But uh, yeah, no, he 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 had a lot to do with it. And he made obviously, he loves his footy. Even when you know, I was down here at the Melbourne Storm, finished my career. Uh, the only reason he come down is watch a game of football. You know? I mean, he wouldn't come down to see me. Just uh, he wanted me to. My boy, yeah. Yeah, so that, 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 they're the two big reasons why, you know, me old man was heavily involved, so was my mum. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, obviously my dad had a lot more to do with me uh, in regards to rugby league than my mother. Um, Robbie, one of the best things
2: I love about you too for a front row, you had a little bit of swagger about you. So um, no one knows <laughs> this, but his nickname <laughs> is Bobby Kay. He used to call himself, uh, you know the girls like Bobby Kay with the blue eyes. And, uh, <laughs> and I've got to say, like, playing you guys through the 90s, Mate, you talk about heroes. Um, mate, John Lang, mate, I thought, you know, he coaches in the Australian Super League, but even like Paul Green and him came from East, and I think there was someone else that came from East. They did a really good job. And John Lang, he changed the culture of the Sharks in the mid-90s, didn't
1: he? Yeah, it's sort of funny. I and mean, a real quick story, I won't bore you with it, but um, no, fine. I had two, two years uh, under Arthur Beaton when I first made my debut in 92 as a 20-year-old. Uh, after great Arthur Beaton uh, was a first-grade coach uh, had two really good years under him um you know didn't miss a first grade game johnny lang came in uh in 94 uh my third year of first grade and i think in one of the trials i busted up my face i broke my jaw broke my cheekbone and i think i missed the first sort of eight weeks of football and um and sure enough johnny lang i thought i was just going to waltz waltz right back into uh the first grade spot but he made me work for it and uh Sure enough, I got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because I wasn't playing great football, because I wasn't fit enough. Um, so, yeah, I had a bit of ego about me back then. we all got egos. Hey, Wendell. Oh, mate, <laughs> mate um, more
2: so you than me, mate, just quietly. <laughs> I, I like to fly under the radar, mate.
1: Uh, but anyway, so I, I just, I was uh, thinking I was better than what I was, and I thought I'd just walk walked straight back in, but... He had uh, another thing coming, so he, he, he dropped me back to reserve grade, and sure enough, put me back up in first grade. And then I had a couple of bum games back in the reserve grade, so I was in and out of first grade in '94 and '95, and that's when I ended up going to, over to the Reds. Mm. And, and I went to the Reds, and obviously, you know, those guys over there were training hard and uh, playing hard. And I thought, shoot, I'm I'm that far behind the eight ball here. I'm going to have to uh, you know pull my finger out. And sure enough, at the end of that first year in, uh, over in Perth. I got selected for the Aussie side, which you were part of, Wendell, in the Tri Series, and um, and sure enough, Johnny Lang was the coach. So mm. it just uh, goes to show that he wasn't playing favourites back in my Cronulla days. He was just teaching me a lesson. Uh, yeah, I was, I was reading too much of my own press, and um, sure enough, when I was in the Australian side, all the guys that were beating me for the Shark spot, <laughs> I was beating them for the uh, the spot to come Australia. So um, yeah. He, Still to this day, if I ever see Johnny Lang, he said, you owe me because he reckons he got me out of my comfort zone. Uh, still did. living at home, reading read my own press and um, I had to get out of my own um, comfort zone to uh, reach my potential, which obviously went over to Perth for a couple of years and uh, finished off at Melbourne, which I obviously had a half-decent career. Uh,
2: Gus, Gus and uh, Jude, I'll just say this quietly. Um, Wayne Bennett could control my ego, you know, he'd mm. let me run a bit. So John Lang, great coach, always say hello, champion. When I rocked up to training, I had, like, the diamond studs on and, oh, and, and no. the necklace. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Understated. And, and, and the hat. No, and the hat. He told me. Hat, to hat get, backwards? Yeah. He oh, told no. me to get rid of the the, the the diamond, the rings and everything. And it's true story. I lost $15,000 diamond earrings on the field and at the Army barracks and no one's ever found them. So i paid them on insurance. I bet you did. But, but John Lang, he was a bloke that could just pull us in the line. He, yeah. he was a great man. And
0: what he did with Paul Green and that, that culture was unbelievable in the Sharks. That's awesome. Now, we're talking to Robbie Kearns. Uh, rep games, New South Wales, 9-1 during Super League. 23 for Australia, 3 during Super League. That's a lot of, uh, of, of rep footy. Um, we've had your hero. What about a hardship? What about a hardship, Robbie? Something that you can look back on that might have made you better, or just something that still sticks with you.
1: Um, mate, you talking football or life in what, general? life in, in general?
0: Just you, Robbie Kearns.
1: Oh, mate, I'd, I'd have to say, um, uh, my mum passed about sixteen years ago. We've almost mm. probably had uh, someone close to us that passed away. That mm. she was very close to me. Was uh, one of my greatest supporters, and uh, so that that in itself uh, is always, you know, hard pill to swallow when someone's so close to you and you only got the one mum and um yeah so she passed so that was that was that's you know that's been a journey um when close family members are passed and i suppose the other one i've only recently gone through it and i haven't really made it that uh public but um i had prostate cancer a couple of years ago believe oh, or not. I didn't
2: know that
1: and uh yeah so that's been a bit of a uh journey once again like i mean I know you've got plenty of listeners out there that uh, have gone through through the journey with me, but um, uh, yeah, that's that's been uh, an up and down journey. Absolutely, I, 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 you know, I, when I first got diagnosed, it was like, oh, hold on, I'm, I'm too young. I was 47 at the, at the time, and sure enough, I wasn't, and uh, yeah, I had to uh, have my prostate removed. So it's been that's been a um, a bit of a hurdle to face, um, and like I said, I'm you know. I've, Continually getting my blood blood tests and bits and pieces, yeah. and so far so good. It hasn't spread, and uh, I'm cancer-free, which is uh, obviously the
2: terrific uh, yeah. best
1: part about it. Yeah, oh. but um, yeah, just it's just a journey of uh, post post surgery. It's been um, yeah, it's been a bit of a tough time, but I got wow. plenty of great friends and support around me, uh, as we all have. You I know, mean, you guys do an amazing job, and uh, I've got a lot of great friends down here to support me, and and even up there back home when where I I still call it home twenty five years later, but uh, up there around the uh, the Shire. So yeah, that that those two things for me the most probably been the uh, toughest part of my life anyway.
2: mate mm. hey, Bobby Kay, it wouldn't be right if I didn't mention it. We all love Origin here. Obviously, you know, Jude loves New South Wales and, and Gus, he's, he's a tragic. Uh, you know, I'm a proud Queensland, one of the greats. Um, oh, oh, mate. I, don't, I don't, I'll just
0: say. you're going so well. Why do you have to add no, the, no, one
2: man. of the greats yeah. here? Because Bobby K knows. Um, Bobby K, can, can we ask, and I don't want to laugh, but when we were in Origin camp and we heard that you fell off the horse, oh. mate, how did you fall off the horse and how many Origin games did you miss and, and whose idea was it to go horse riding? Was it Wayne
1: Pearce or what happened there, mate? I don't know the full story. Yeah, very quickly we had uh, obviously Gus Gould was the, was the coach prior to that, and he loved the beer. He'd, he'd have us on the beers as, as you were back in the day, Doug. You'd have five days in the bar, <laughs> five days worth of that's five days worth of training before uh, the first Origin.
2: That's the old Elvate. <laughs> but
1: that, but back, uh, Wayne Pearce came along, as we know. Wayne Pearce is a uh, non-drinker. Um, absolute superstar of a game back in his day. And he wanted to do it his way. Instead of drinking grog at the uh, the pub every day, we um we did his activities. And sure enough, the first activity we we did was drive up to the Blue Mountains and jump on some horses. And uh, this is by the way, he wasn't going to give us any nights on the drink. And we, we as players, told Freddie to get over there and give us one at least one night on the drink, if not five. <laughs> he came. He came. He came back and he said, "Boys, we we." I've got, you know, good news and bad news. It's not going to be a five-day vendor, but we we got one night on the drink, so <laughs> we we made the most of it. I reckon we got home at daylight. we were straight on a bus up to the Blue Mountains, and we jumped on these horses, which I've never ridden a horse before. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> mate, I won't bore you with it, but he no. went left. I went right, and uh, smashed smashed the uh, collarbone in a couple oh, of places, no. and I missed. I missed. I think I missed the next nine or ten weeks. Which Jeez. Wow! Is, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um. But people, people don't understand. I saw it as an opportunity to make money post-football, which I have. Yeah, you have. Uh, that's a joke,
2: by the way. <laughs> no, but your ambassador roles, you have, mate. You keep nah, going.
1: Nah, mate. It's, it's, it's funny, mate. Every every time Origin comes around, and Wendell, you, uh, you get asked to do, go and do some public speaking because of your actual ability, I get asked to go and talk about the... <laughs> mate,
2: uh, Rob, Robbie Kearns, you were a pretty good footballer, mate. Always love playing with you, mate. World Cup winner, mate. Origin player. Let's yeah. get on to that, Robbie. I mean, a highlight for you. You've had such an incredible career. We know that you were part of the team that delivered Melbourne Storm their first premiership in 99, the penalty try yeah. against the Dragons and the like. But what is a what is a highlight for you? A uh,
1: highlight for me is my playing career. Yeah, um, yeah oh, mate... That that particular year I fell off the horse was 1999. I missed 10 weeks and about three weeks out from the finals, I, I came back for a couple of weeks, got another injury, uh, and I missed the rest of the season. So my one one once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win a premiership didn't happen. Mm. Uh, I missed 99 and I retired in 05 and the boys started playing in... Grand Finals again in 06, 107. So uh, yeah, my timing was a little bit out. Didn't mm. get to uh, achieve that premiership glory uh, when most probably got four or five. But um,
0: exactly two and a half because we three. give back Super League one and a half, uh, and then the two proper right. ones. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. Mate,
2: mate. That. he was playing for Cronon at the time, mate. So mate, <laughs> <laughs> mate, <laughs> yeah. mate so we got a quarter. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> but my my definitely my highlight, mate. Obviously, you know we all know State of Origins, the pinnacle of rugby league here in Australia. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it's it's a much bigger uh, spectacle than what the international game is. But um, as an individual, um, to pull on the green and gold uh, for the very first time, I was up there at Suncorp Stadium in 1998. Wendell was one of my teammates. Uh, we had Wayne Bennett as a coach. I had majority of the Broncos boys in there. And uh, to, to pull on the jersey for the first time, National Anthem... Um, um. And, uh, you know, my mum, dad, my wife were all there in the, in the stands. And so that was that was a uh, highlight for me. And I've obviously, for a guy that didn't, you know, was never going to make it and everyone told me I was never going to make it to play 20-odd games for Australia, I'd, uh, that's most probably my pinnacle.
2: It sure would have been man. nice to have Suncorp all right behind you, Robbie. What was that sort of like compared to, you know, having to travel there as an away team previously?
1: Yeah, it was amazing. Obviously, uh, as mentioned, uh, half the team was made up of the Broncos. So, we had a proper big crowd up there. You know, they love their footy yeah. up there in uh, in Brisbane. So pretty much a packed stadium up against a pretty good team uh, for the Kiwis. Actually, we played the Kiwis, and it was a two. I think they played early on in the year, which I didn't make the team uh, in the Anzac Day, and it was three-test series. We we played at Suncorp first, and then we had another game over there at uh, North Harbour in New Zealand. So um, yeah, it was it was uh, definitely. You know, two different stories. When we had it we had the game here in Australia, uh, we had a monster crowd behind us, and vice versa, over there in um in New Zealand, they, uh, they had a pretty big big strong crowd. And they had a had a really decent football side back then. The uh the late Quentin Ponga, out, Johnny Lomo. Yeah. and the list goes on, Richie Barnett, Sean Hoppy. um, yeah, Stacy mm-hmm. Jones was uh yeah, it was good to be part of.
2: Bobby, uh, the best thing about uh, our friendship, you know, we always check in and we caught up around the grand final. Um, we've lost, uh, you know, a couple of brothers. Um our mate, I-, I thought that grand final, I thought he was Clive Churchill, no disrespect to Brett Kamali, but To our mate, what a great player. He lost his leg, all you guys got around him, imagine his mental health, but also your old boys, mate, no one does it as good as you other than Newcastle, I suppose. Um, what's with the culture of the Storm?
1: Yeah, we've just always been, and you, know, you guys, early days of the Brisbane Broncos, Del, you, we, we were very tight, and I suppose down here in Melbourne, and Drew would understand mm. this, obviously, uh, living out there in Sydney in a um, rugby league environment, we all came from different states. We, none of us knew we had any family down here, so we relied on each other, not only on the field and in the tra- on the training pack, but also off the field. Um, our wives were very, very close, um, our wives and girlfriends, I should say. Um, and as as a playing group, we just had this really great bond early days, and we lost it there for a couple of years. Uh, you know, there's a sort of in between a uh, couple of years in between Chris Anderson and um, Craig Bellamy, where we lost our way a little bit. Mm. Uh, we lost the fabric of the club, which was obviously respect, hard work, and humility. Um, but we got back on to, on the horse, so to speak, um, when Craig Bellamy got down here, and uh, it's been much plain sailing ever since. You've worked with uh Craig, obviously, a number of times with yeah. Wendell, and uh, he's just—he—he—he's he's our leader. And as a, as a person, you wouldn't get a better bloke. He's a champion fella. Yeah. He knows his football. He respects you, and he's—he's he's, he's all about the four values of Melbourne Storm: are basically work ethic, respect, humility, and selfless acts. And those four—you know—those four values. I. I bring them on the work sites. So I bring them home to my children. That's the way I live my life these days, and um, he he's thats what he instills in the players day in, day out, and that's—that's that's the culture they've created. And I mean, you know, we're not winning grand final after grand final after grand final these days with Penrith on the bloody scene. Yeah, no. yeah,
2: they've been unbelievable. Yeah,
1: but we've always been near enough. You know what I mean? And under Craig Bellamy. And the way he coaches his team, the expectations he, he needs from his players, we're always going to be there near bouts. And people ask me, how are we going to go this year? And I say, mate, definitely top eight. Um, and if we play right, we'll get top four and anything can happen from there. You know, so uh, it's, it's a wonderful club. I'm, I'm very proud and privileged. I feel very privileged to be part of it. i um, still obviously not working there full time these days, but, uh, you know, I, I, I have a bit of a hand on match days and bits and pieces as an ambassador, as you said, Del, and um, mm. loving my work and I uh, love being involved.
0: Good on you, Robbie. Thanks so much for joining awesome, us on the mate. 3Hs podcast. It's been a pleasure listening to you, mate.
1: Good on you, boys. Appreciate your time. There you, know, you go. Robbie
0: Kearns from the Melbourne Storm. And couldn't So many Australian and rep games as yeah. well. An absolute champion. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.